fellow supermom, I'm glad you're here. This is the special needs supermom podcast. The glass of wine for your mind. Your tribe where you can relax, unwind and get stronger and more confident about your superpowers. I'm Nadine Villeur, your host, supermom of an autistic wonderboy and a supergirl battling juvenile arthritis. All while being a military spouse and international entrepreneur. Enjoy your glass of wine. Hello everybody, Nadine here. You're listening to episode number 29, Sleep Tips for Overactive Minds. Kids with sleep problems can be exhausting and a real problem. And you know, if you have special needs kids, it can become a whole new issue with extra stress on top of it. And then reading a bedtime story or three, a warm shower, turning off all screens, all the go-to tips to help kids fall asleep. You know, in our case, it didn't do anything for Wonderboy. Busy minds don't just get quiet because it is dark outside or because it's supposedly bedtime. Bedtime? When your mind is still doing overtime? You know, how can you relax if your head is still full of the impressions of that day? When you still feel wide awake? In this episode, I share how and why playing with Legos was the solution for Wonderboy. And I'll give you seven tips that might help the mind of your overactive kid to slow down, relax, and get ready for bed. Happy dreams. So let me start by sharing a story of when Wonderboy was two years old. And it was like, Almost midnight, and me and my husband went upstairs to, you know, we were ready for bed. And we heard this noise upstairs. We heard some chatting and some playing going around. And we went into his room, and here was this totally happy two or three-year-old playing with his Duplos. And he was like, oh, looking at us like, oh, this is fun. You're joining me? So he had no idea. He should go to sleep. He was not tired at all. It was midnight and he was just happy as ever. Legos was and is his go-to toy still to this day. You know, yet it took us a couple of years before we found out that what he was doing when he was two or three years old was actually the solution to his sleep problem. Playing with Legos was exactly what he needed to unwind. You know, what he needs to process the day. And, you know, just by building, sorting, fidgeting, it helps him relax his mind, sort his thoughts, and, like I said, process his day. And not just for a few minutes. He needs to do it, like, for an hour, at least. And now, almost 17 years old, 17 years old, he is still doing this at the end of the way to to close his day, to end his day. While we were like, no, that's playing and he's not allowed to do that. You know, it's just a bedtime story and then go to bed, maybe an extra blanket and that's it. And trying to follow, you know, the regular rules uh, and guidelines wasn't working at all. What also helped for us is that we accepted that he's a night owl, like his mom. You know, we 
we kind of wake up when it's 11 o'clock at night. And of course, that's a huge difference if you have a kid that's like four years old. But his rhythm is different. Uh, I see it with myself, my rhythm is different and that's fine. When we get a family, especially in the beginning, we try to follow all these rules, reading all these books. We read that every kid needs to sleep during the day to such and such age. They need to have a certain hours of sleep to grow his brain and, you know, uh, function properly. And if your kid doesn't want to go to bed or has troubles falling asleep, you get a standard solutions. Dark rooms, reading an extra bedtime story, no stimulating activities, turn off the TV like an hour and a half before your kid goes to bed. Seriously, <laughs> that doesn't work if you had, have kids ranging in the age from five to 16. And don't forget, you know, the hot showers. Just let them take a hot shower or a hot bath filled with lavender, things like that. Oh, and of course, you need to be firm. They get up, you bring them back. They get up, you bring them back. They scream, you ignore. They scream longer, you ignore longer. Even when it takes an hour, seriously. Especially the last one is impossible and nerve-wracking. Anyway, we all know the traditional tips. And for traditional kids, they might be enough, but often, especially for kids with an overactive brain, they might not be. You know, and that's fine. Actually, that makes perfect sense because no human is alike, no kid is alike. No special needs kid is alike and no special needs supermom is alike. So, if the traditional solutions didn't help, the following might. Before we go straight to the solutions, start with looking at your kid's behavior. Because it can give you some valuable insights into what may not only be the problem, but also what might be the solution. You know, so when are they most easygoing during the day? Are they more easygoing in the morning? Are there, have they, do they have tons of energy end of the afternoon? Are there really typical kids that in the evening burst, have a burst of energy? And when, if any, do the temper tantrums appear? Besides the, you know, when you have young kids around five o'clock in the afternoon, just before dinner, a lot of us, <laughs> including adults, have, well, a temper tantrum in some sort of way. And the TV does wonders and a snack as well. But see if they have more temper tantrums in the morning or in the afternoon, because that can kind of give you a clue as well. Also, when those temper tantrums happen, of course. What's their favorite toy? And does that toy help your kids relax and calm down? And if not, what does? Do they talk or need to talk about what happened during the day or do they keep it more inside to themselves? Sometimes because they are not able to express themselves yet. Do they need a lot of sleep to have a good day or are they fine with less hours? You know, they stopped sleeping through the day the moment they discovered, you know, the world outside was so very interesting. I'm telling you this because we adults are often either a morning or an evening person. We have no pr problem getting up at the crack of dawn or we try when the clock strikes midnight. 
your mini-me has a preference as well. Wonder Boy, for instance, is like me. He comes from a long line of night owls. We don't need much sleep. My husband and Supergirl, on the other hand, are morning persons and need way more sleep. I've got a friend, she needs at least 10 hours. And she has a kid that if he doesn't get fed regularly, he gets cranky, yes. Oh, he turns into this little monster. But the moment you give him some food, it's okay. And how my kids uh, fall asleep was also a big difference. When only a year old, I could hear my son happily babbling to his stuffed rabbit for quite some time before he fell asleep. While my daughter was a grumpy baby who needed to cry the day off for 10 minutes. 10 long, horrible minutes, really. But it was just her way. But while my son babbled a lot to his rabbit, he didn't to us. At least not to the extent of uh, my daughter who can talk and talk and talk a lot. So she will go into every little detail that happened for her during the day. And because my son didn't, he still needed to process his day. And he found out Lego helped him do that. What I mean to say is my kids differ. And what helped them fall asleep also differs. So hereby my to-go tips. Test and tweak them to your liking. My first tip is playing. Yes, you've heard that correctly. Like I said with Wonderboy, he really needs his Lego to help him sort his day in his mind. For your kids, however, it might be having a tea party with her stuffed animals all in a circle around her. And, you know, where she just chats to her stuffed animals what happens uh, during the day and what the plans are for tomorrow. Or it might be drawing or uh, journaling, solving a puzzle because it helps them focus on just one task. They might love to escape in a book. Playing, what I meant to say, doesn't necessarily mean your kid will wind up. You know, on the contrary, it can help your kid actually to calm down. It's like me and hand quilting, for instance. It helps me focus on just this one task and thus helps me relax. And for you as a parent, it might be reading a book. Well, you know, if I would read a book in bed and it's really, you know, oh, the suspension is real, I would, have, I would just end up reading till the crack of dawn. So playing, uh, come get back to our kids, playing is my tip number one. Tip number two is music or a meditation app. For adults, you have the Calm app uh, with stories, the sound of rain, uh, waves, whatever. But you also have apps or uh, YouTube videos that tune into alpha waves and such. I've just... Uh, uh, not, not just, I had the Andrew Johnson uh, Relax app for kids for years. I've never been a, a real woohoo person and meditation really wasn't my thing at all. Until I realized, because Wonderboy is now almost 17, I think I have this app for over, over 10 years. Yeah, at least 10 years. And it really is a meditation help. You know, nothing better than the soothing sound of a heavy Scottish or Welsh accent. I'm probably 
you know, insulting either the Scots or the Welsh. I'm sorry for that. But he, this guy, Andrew Johnson, has a really heavy accent and it's really calming. And it really helped my son to also kind of relax if there was too much going on and even the Legos didn't help. It helped him relax. And it really basically was, you know, tuning out your inner voices and focusing on relaxing your body, really. So in this way, meditation for kids. And nowadays there are a lot of meditation apps, uh, even for kids out there. Tip number three, a massage or a squeezing technique. When my kids were younger, I gave them mini massages. Just, you know, seriously, just a few minutes. But when you're uh, really tight, you know, in your muscles, in your joints, you know, that touch can really help the body let go of the stress. You know, my super girl is now 15. She still loves this. Of course, with her juvenile arthritis, arthritis it, it helps extra. But a lot of special needs kids can build up tension in their body throughout the day so why not give it a go and besides just a massage and, and I don't mean a professional I just give her a few shoulder wraps really and I just kind of hammer with my hands on their back uh, and that's that's basically it uh, but you also have a squeezing technique where you can kind of squeeze lightly ever so lightly uh, over their body uh, their, their back and their, their legs and their arms. And sometimes that really helps. You can find a lot of information about this online. I never followed the course. I just gave them a mini massage <laughs> myself and it helped. So why not give it a go? In line with giving a massage, if you have a kid that is really into hugging, you know, or a comforting arm around him or her, a heavy weighted blanket might help as well. I still love a very heavy, uh, fluffy bed cover, which my son hates, by the way, because he has the feeling it restrains him and brings him down. But I feel it's very comforting and, you know, kind of this snuggling into bed kind of feeling. So, you know, that might help as well. Tip number five, when you're done with reading Little Bear for the third time uh, that evening, why not put on an audiobook or use a storytelling app or storytelling yourself for teenagers? Let them listen to a vlog of someone they follow. The topic and energy of that person, of course, is really important because if they are really hyper, your kid will become hyper as well. But Wonderboy sometimes listens to background stories of Lord of the Rings. Just fellow nerds diving into tiny little details or what ifs behind the Lord of the Rings saga. And because it's soothing and it's just, yeah, it is of course something that is interesting, but not really that, that important. It's not like studying for a test, so you have to hear all the details. And also if they fall asleep, they can re-listen the next morning. So try an audiobook or a storytelling app, something like that. And don't be afraid to allow them to listen to uh, a YouTube video. I, I'm still from the old generation, so I'm like, YouTube, oh, you're going to watch something. And I found out my teenagers use YouTube the way we almost use podcasts. Often, they don't even look at it. They just listen to it. So 
you might want to give it a go. A bit different than the first uh, five uh, tips, but the following two might do the trick as well. Supplements or vitamins. Because magnesium is said to be connected to sleep. Why not give it a go? As I said in an earlier podcast, I'm not a physician. So please ask advice on this subject. Uh, Joya uh, van der Laan of your autism game plan is a nurse practitioner. And she knows a lot about the subject. So do check her out. Uh, uh, your autism game plan. Bonus, she will be on the show soon as well. But there are a lot of types of magnesium out there. But there are certain types that really can help. Uh, your body relax and, and go to sleep as well. And you read a lot about stories about autism and a lack of magnesium and a lack of sleep connected all uh, to each other. But ask advice uh, to your doctor, for instance. Then last tip, melatonin. That can, of course, be an option. In some countries, this is considered a very traditional and to go to solution. But in other countries, sleep drugs like this are still very controversial, especially for kids. So you might be like melatonin, well, that's really traditional. It kind of depends on where you're situated in the world. It can for sure help. But if you wanna try, don't just start. First, check with your GP. And no, you know, number one, it's important you take it a certain amount of time before the national sleep clock of your kid uh, starts working. Because if you take it on the wrong time, it might result in nothing. It, it simply will not work. Also, number two, really important to know, a side effect of melatonin can be nightmares. So if your kid reports getting nightmares after you started with melatonin, yeah, it might not be the best solution for a kid. So take a close look at your kid. Is the morning or a night person? Does it need tons of sleep or not? What are their favorite to-go things? And, what, uh, and with that information, see if one of the seven sleep tips for kids with an overactive mind help. You know, start with playing uh, a music or meditation app, massage or squeezing technique, a heavy or weighted blanket, an audiobook or a storytelling app, supplements or vitamins, and maybe as a last resort, melatonin. You know, if you don't need to use drugs, why even start? Let me know what helps your kid. Leave a comment. Go to the Facebook page of the Special Needs Supermom. And let me know. And please rate this show. It really helps reaching more fellow Special Needs Supermoms to find and recharge their superpower. And coming up, some super exciting news. The Special Needs Supermom Planner is coming out this spring. Helping you even more to find and recharge your superpower by preventing overplanning, limit those endless to-do lists, a health tracker for your kids, and much more. Go to the Facebook page of the Special Needs Supermom to check it out and get a sneak peek very soon uh, and to know when you can order it. 
for now, stay safe, stay sane and stay happy until the next class of wine. Bye. This was today's episode of the Special Needs Superman podcast. Enjoyed your mental glass of wine? If so, please subscribe, rate and review the show and recommend the podcast to other special needs supermoms you know could use that mental glass of wine as well. Until next time, fellow supermoms. Cheers, Nadine.